Hi there, this is Donna Bordeaux with Campground Accounting, and you're listening to Campground Compass, the show dedicated to campground owners in an entrepreneurial mindset who seek to grow and expand in the wild and wonderful world of business. Hi, welcome to Campground Compass Podcast. I am your host, Donna Bordeaux, and with my co-host, Zach Bordeaux, and we have a special guest with us today. We have TJ Amund. Am I saying it right? Yes. Okay. From Campsite 360, and we are going to talk a little about the world of video today. So welcome, TJ. Uh, Thank you for having me. We had a a meeting here recently. We were talking at the Carolina's Arvik meeting, and we've met some other places before, but we thought it would be interesting to give our listeners some insight on how the use of video can help them. So before we dive into that, tell us a little bit about you. Uh, What's your story? How did you get here? Uh, We kind of fell backwards into this. Um, So I would say end of 2019, I had quit my um, security integration uh, job, and then I started up a consulting business. Um, With that, it gave us freedom to uh, go camping, right? So um, prior to the pandemic, we had went in and bought an RV with the plans to go spend, you know, the summer since my wife was a teacher uh, camping and that was going to be our weekends. COVID hit and that became pretty much the only thing that we did. Uh, and through that summer, we had kind of experienced the typical like some frustrations with, you know, how to get information on campgrounds and those type of things um, and how to really understand, you know, what to expect when we get there. And that kind of at the end of that summer spurred the idea of there's got to be a better way to um, to to see campgrounds and see what the experiences you're going to have. And that kind of got us to starting Campsite 360 and where we are at today. So it was completely accidental. I had never done anything in the outdoor hospitality industry before um, and just saw a need and said, you know, maybe that's something we can help with. Awesome. Awesome. That's awesome. So in looking at how you utilize the video to help campgrounds, tell us a little bit about what you do with video and how the, how it impacts a guest relations Mm -hmm. and the guest experience. So from our side, what we do is we create very detailed and high quality virtual tours, um, specifically of campgrounds. And, uh, you know, what that does is the goals of actually getting the campers the information they're looking for from amenities and campsites. Um, And we do that in a way where it's very, very similar to Google Street View. So every site gets a 360 image. Um, and users are able to kind of self-navigate through the, the virtual tour at their own pace. So if they want to look at specific sites or anything that has to do with that, the details of it, they can do that at their own pace. Um, so we actually leverage all of those pictures, which can be into, you know, the several hundreds and into thousands of images of a campground to really help to tell the story of what the campground offers, what experiences are they providing to their guests and, you know, it preps that camper for what to do when they come in. They know about the amenities. They'll know specifics about the campsites, maybe how to navigate into a specific area. Uh, So really the way we leverage this is really, you know, creating more transparency between the campgrounds and the guests and really getting to show them this is the park. And, you know, it was always frustrating on our side when we were just weekending 
we would go and drive around every park in the area, grab a campground map and circle sites that, you know, we liked. And we're like, that's not efficient if I'm going to a new area, right? There's no way that I can do that. And that's what we set out to do was to, to enable those people who may be traveling to an area they haven't been to or looking for a park that they haven't been to before to really understand and get that feeling of, I know what this park is and I do want to go here. Awesome. Well, tell us a little bit about the, um, what, what the investment is of the campground, you know, obviously they've got to take time to get this set Mm -hmm. up with you. Um, but what kind of, just in a ballpark, we're not going to hold you any pricing, but how does that work from a pricing standpoint? Yeah. And I know, I know know our demographic is generally about like a hundred sites and family owned. So, um, that's kind of the most people that look here are going to be looking at about a hundred sites and family owned. So if that helps you with the ballpark at all. Yeah. So ballpark pricing about a hundred site campground is going to be about $5,000. And that varies based on total number of sites. So it does scale with, you know, as the campground gets bigger or smaller. Um, So we really kind of tailored the pricing to be able to expand and contract with each of the different parks because we've done parks as few as I think the one we're at right now is like 45 sites and we've done up to almost 800 campsites. So um, it does, you know, expand and grow with, uh, with each, you know, size of park. Um, And then as far as, you know, the investment, the, the campground, you know, makes to get ready for this, um, you know, this is, this is really a photo shoot of the entire park, right? There's two things we say is that, you know, the biggest feedback we get from campgrounds is that they're not ready, right? They're still doing stuff. And, you know, really that's the opportunity to show this off, right? So to show what you have, and then you're able to continue and add and expand on these virtual tours. So it doesn't necessarily matter if you are ready, because to be honest, we have never been to a park that was ready, right? So, you know, there's, there's always things that are adjusting and changing with each park. Um, which is why we built the platform the way we did is that because we use so many images, it's easy for us to interchange those. So if you upgrade sites or you change an area, we can come in uh, and, and reshoot those areas and just integrate those back into the tour without having to, you know, rebuild anything. Um, yeah, so it really gives us flexibility. As you know, you know, you go to a campground, they have a hundred sites today. Well, next year they might look to add 20 or 30 or they might add another 50 or 70, depending on that expansion is going to, you know, change how much we have to refilm, but they've already made the investment into the platform. And now we can continue to add on to that as they grow and grow with them as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then really, because it is a photo shoot of the whole park, it's, it, you don't want to mislead people, right? You don't want to show sites that really don't look the way they um, are going to. So we don't want to hide anything, but, you know, the standard cleaning up and making sure you don't have, you know, you know, things just laying around all over the place. You do want it to look good. Um, so the more that the, the campground owner can, you know, really invest into that type of cleanup and maybe cleaning up some sites and stuff. I know when we go to a lot of the seasonal ones, there's, you know, it's really easy for people to expand through their site. Um, but just making sure that those look good and they kind of clean those up is really going to help when we come in to film. Yeah. And I know, I know you said, I really like what you said about no one's ever ready when you come in, you know, a lot of people ask us at, um, for our clients, they are like, well, when should we start? You know, we're looking to buy a park or looking to build a park. When should we start? And we always tell them the best time 
to plant a tree was 30 years ago. So the best time to start is today. So that's kind of a, kind of our theory as well. After they get all this, what should they do with their video? What are they going to do with the finished product? So that's really a big, broad question because the way that we've created the platform, um, we have the ability for each of the owners to go in and they can actually take any picture within a 360 and use that for any marketing material. So they're able to grab you know, a screenshot of a specific campsite or something like that, if they want to use that for their booking software, for any of their, you know, marketing materials or anything like that. So they can actually get all of those images out of there, though, you know, we don't transfer ownership of the entire platform. We do give them the right to use any of the images within there, however they would like. Um, in addition to that, we have the ability for them to go into the tour and they can, we have a button, it's called share this uh, view. And what that does is it creates a custom link to whatever they are specifically looking at, right? So if they're looking at a campsite or the swimming pool or the playground, um, even inside of cabins, they can click that button and then they can use that link on social media. They can put quick links on their website. Um, so ways that they can get people into the tour quicker um, and get them engaging with that. Um, one thing that we've seen is that once people get into the tour, on average, they spend about three and a half minutes browsing pictures, right? So it's not a quick in, quick out. Once they get into there, they're then navigating the different campsites, different cabins, the amenities, and they're jumping to various points within the campground, right? So the quicker you can get somebody into the virtual tour, the better that you're going to captivate them and, and draw them in and significantly increase those chances of them, you know, booking a stay with you. Um, so with that, we have a lot of people that customers that will, instead of putting a bunch of like cabin pictures on the website, they'll put those, but they'll also put the view this cabin, you know, button, which takes them directly into that cabin. So they can use all of that content, um, you know, however they would like. And we've built the tools into it so they don't have to call us and say, hey, we want a picture of this. Uh, we've put it there so they can actually go in and get whatever it would be they want, you know, at any time. That's awesome. I know uh, a friend of mine was actually, this was back in October, November, probably November, had a booking and she was trying to do it at the Jolly Roger in uh, Key Largo. And um, she she actually was making the reservation and she sent me a link and she said, have you seen this? And I, of course, had, but she had not. And it was to one of your profiles where you could just zoom all around the campground and take a look at what was there. And uh, I know even though I knew it was there, I probably spent another 10 minutes just zooming around the campground looking at different sites. <laughs> and right. I wasn't even making a booking at that point. <laughs> but it's kind of addictive once you get in there and can see it. Right. And, and it gives you the ability to really visualize yourself there. And, yeah. you know, imagine if you and your friend had been trying to book a park, you know, at the same time where you guys were going to go stay there you know, enabling, you know, the, the consumer, the guest to actually use that same share this view feature, you know, just like that. Hey, have you seen this? Or these are the sites we're looking at. So it's really an engagement tool where, you know, it does make that whole process a lot simpler to decide where you're going to go, especially if you're traveling with a group. Um, that's really when we started implementing that, it was solely for our reasons, right? Because we had booked trips with friends that took us four or five hours to agree where we were going to go, where we were going to stay, because everybody had different understandings of, 
each of the campsites, right? So this wouldn't work for X reason, but those were solely based on sources that we could not verify, you know, when they were done, when they were taken, anything like that. And, and it's really just information that's not easily accessible um, from the campground directly. You're really having to go search Facebook and different apps to find that information. So being able to really do that and share that with your friends is it makes that booking process so much easier. I know certainly and we've gone through that, that plenty of times. Yeah, some right. of that you can't even figure out because first off, you're looking at a flat map. So you can't tell if there's a, a hill at the back of the site that runs down to a creek or, uh, you know, if the pad isn't real level or you don't have enough wiggle room, sometimes you'll think, well, I can back over a little on the back. Maybe you can't. Maybe there's something back there. Um, and you also can't see trees. So, yep. you know, you don't know if there's going to be a, a massive tree next to your slide that's going to impede you getting into a site or that it's going to be a rough time getting out. I know um, we're always now my biggest fear always is making turns. You know, we're 45 feet long. Um, you can't just you know pick that thing up and turn it around a corner if there's something tight coming in or out of that site. You got to know that when you, you want happy guests, you don't want guests to get there and then figure it out when it's too late. You want them to be aware of where they're going and have a great choice. You know, if I picked that site a year ago and I didn't know there was a tree, maybe if I knew there was a tree, I could have picked a different one and been happier. <laughs> campgrounds that we implemented this for last summer um, that uh, three days after implementing the tour, they actually had guests calling in and changing the site they wanted and paying a site lock fee to be closer to, you know, the things they wanted to be because they had no idea. So they just picked a site and they stayed. Um, but for their upcoming reservation, they're like, Hey, we want to move this to be over here because now we, we understand where this is at and what's around it. So just even that information encourages people who, you know, make a decision based on, well, you know, I don't know what I'm getting into. So I'll just take a site to this is where I want to be within this park. Right. And, and that could be from a navigation standpoint, getting back to a certain point might be more difficult. We have had many of those. We're 43 feet long too. So those turns are, they're not fun. And there's a lot of times where I'll pay a whole lot more to be up at the front and not have to navigate somewhere, especially if I'm only there a couple of days. So yeah. Um, you know, it does make a big difference just understanding what does the park look like? What are the layout? What are the turns? Plus the map that you're picking from, it's never to scale. It's never accurate. No. So the no. sites that appear that they're across from something, they may be a hundred yards down the way. Right. And, yeah. and just really understanding that visually helps, you know, just the confidence of that guest. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's a, a great service to offer. Now, do they have any way to integrate? I, I know you were talking about the links and the photos. Is there any integration into any of the reservation systems with this, or do you mainly just use the photos and the picture or the photos and the links? They, we integrate in a way like we can bring the booking engine into the virtual tour so they can click okay. reserve a site and then it takes them out directly to the booking software. So there's oh, no awesome. integration as of today into like a deeper integration than that. Right. Um, but we can work with all the major booking softwares where we can put the link on there. When they see a site, they can click reserve now, and then that will take them out directly to the booking software. Awesome. All right. 
So what is, what's the response you're getting from the owners of the parks that you've done? Um, how often are they hearing comments about it and what do they say about it? we've implemented they all love it and you know we were talking to an owner a couple weeks ago and and his response was anything that can help me answer a guest's questions before they call has a huge value right so the fact that 90 percent of the calls you're going to get are the same questions they may be about a different site but they're the same questions what are the hookups with the links will this fit um all of those things those are all answered ahead of time those are all answered on the virtual tour um, we have one customer that trained his front office staff that when somebody calls in with those questions, their first reaction is to send them a link to the tour and say, you know, we have this online, go ahead and browse through it, see what the sites are. And if you still have questions, call back. Um, they've significantly reduced their call volume because now they're encouraging those guests to don't, don't let me answer it for you because you're taking my lens. Go ahead and look through this yourself. And then if you still have those questions, I'm happy to help you. You know, it's not that they don't want to help, right. but right. it's easier for that person to answer their own questions than it is for the person sitting behind the desk to answer for them. And we um, all know a picture's worth a thousand words. <laughs> and, and, and another thing that that brought up and something we hadn't considered when we started um, was the fact that the people that are behind the desk that answer the phones all day they rarely get out to the sites. So as you get bigger parks with more overnight sites, they don't know the specifics of the sites. They don't know the exact layout of like where the trees are on site 15 versus site 25, right? So what they can do is they can pull this tour up and have it on the, the computers at the front desk. And that person behind the desk can then go look through the park without ever having to leave. So they're able to give better answers when they do have to answer those questions than if they're trying to remember, recall from memory, what does that site look like? Will it fit? Can you overhang in the back? And like those little things. Yeah. 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 And I know we saw um, a bunch of different places when we were at Carolina Arvic. We uh, kind of took a little bit of a look at uh, what you had to offer. And we saw, you know, Jolly Roger, as we mentioned earlier. But what are some of the coolest places that you've done the videos of? I will never say that the Florida Keys are not an awesome place to do tours. So <laughs> we did um, Jolly Roger down there. We also did Big Pine Key. Um, and those were fun just because it's a, a whole different atmosphere, right? It's it's camping, but you're at the beach and you're just surrounded by ocean. So like those were a whole lot of fun to do and they're fun areas to be into. Um, plus, while we were down there, we went lobstering and, and all of that stuff. So like those were great experiences. Um, but what I say is like, it, I, it's hard to give a specific one because through just this summer, we started in Acadia National Forest and then we worked our way down through to the Florida Keys. So we really covered the whole East Coast. And all of that is so different and, you know, amazing that it's hard to give a specific. I love the, the small parks in New Hampshire and the wooded feel where it's more of a state park like. Um, but then there's the beach camping in Florida where, you know, you're closer to your neighbor, but you're right at the beach. Um, so we've had a lot of fun in just the different terrains and different, you know, areas that we have been, um, you know, Alabama, we had to run up there for the hurricane and we ended up doing a couple parks there. And like, that was an amazing state to be in. I'd never been there before. Um, so just seeing, you know, that whole state from top to bottom was just so much fun. Awesome. Well, you know, you've, 
also got a different lifestyle now uh, than you had in the past with you're on the road full time, right? So we started full time last June. Awesome. So if we step you into the guest experience part of this first, what do you think the most important things are that you want owners to know and kind of take away from providing a good guest experience for you as a customer? had this experience not long ago. Um, it's, it's being honest about what you have, right? Campers understand that like not all sites are going to be immaculate. And a lot of people don't want that. But, you know, when you go book a, a campsite and on the website, you see these amazing, beautiful campsites and that's all the pictures you have, you start to build this expectation of what it's going to be when you get there. When we pulled in and we're at a different site that was not a part of any photograph, it really negatively impacted our opinion of the entire park because it was not, it wasn't that it was a bad site, but it was so different from what I had expected that it was a bad site, you know, and, and it's, it's hard to, it's not a negative. Like if you, if I would have known what that site looked like when I was coming in, I would have had no issues, right? I would have understood exactly what we were going to have. But when the expectation is kind of built that, you know, the sites are going to be these really nice pavers and, and you have all the space between your neighbors and all these things, it's great. But the product I received was not that. And just that gap can really negatively impact somebody's experience more so than not having a specific amenity or specific thing that you have there, right? It's how much have they built up before they get, they arrive and is that better or worse than they expected, right? You always want it to be better. Um, but there's a lot of times where the focus is on, I want to get people in the park. I want them to be here. Let's not show those bad sites because we're going to fix those, but you're still going to have people taking those sites. And that's where your big chance of bad reviews you know, people taking up time in the office complaining and those type of things. That's where a lot of that comes from is they didn't know what to expect when they got there. So I think that's the biggest takeaway is don't try to hide what your park is, show it off and be honest about it. Yeah. I've had some of those same exact thoughts and I'm not pulling anybody out here on purpose, but I will tell you, Sun has some of the most phenomenal photographers on staff. I swear because every park looks like an immaculate place that you just want to be. But when you get there, yeah, you're right. I kind of feel like that. Oh, well, that was just that one little spot. But where I'm at doesn't look anything like that picture that was on the website. Um, I mean, I know we all have marketing and you got to put your best foot forward. But like you said, if you're going to disappoint somebody when I probably would have been happy if you just showed me the real thing, I wouldn't have set the bar so high. Um, it may have, yeah, led me to a better experience, you know, in, in overall expectations. And, and that's exactly it. it. It's, you know, there's, we've been to way too many parks that, and I get it, like those pictures of those really nice sites, those are needed to get somebody's interest and to start them in the, the decision-making process. But once they've got on beyond that, you you want to show them exactly what to expect when they get in there, right? So yes, you capture them with those great, you know, professional photography uh, you know, images and all the amenities. But when you're getting down to the specific site level, 
show those. Have somewhere on the website where you can go look at each of those sites, even if they're just a couple basic pictures. It's still helping to build a better expectation for that guest before they arrive. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. So heading back then to you being a guest, what are the things you love most about a park and what are kind of the pet peeves you have? <laughs> What's your, your everybody, every RVer has a big pet peeve that they spot a million miles away when they go to a park. What's yours? <laughs> have to be the drastic variation in site hookups. Um, we've been to a ton of parks where like all the hookups are all the way at the back and our hookups are like in the middle of the RV. So if we don't have enough to reach down to there, we've now paid for a premium site that we can only use as an electric only. Right. So it's those to where, you know, we've seen, a, I've seen a lot of newer parks and people that are, are adding sites where they're putting in multiple sewer hookup valves, right? Mm-hmm. Once you're in that process, it's not that much more expensive to add one towards the front of the site and the back of the site. Um, so that way you give the flexibility of if I pull in a 43 foot rig and I have 20 feet of hose and it, the, the hookups are, you know, five feet behind my rig, I'm not going to fit. Right. So, and that's, that's, I think my biggest pet peeve is how different every site's hookups are. And they're really tailored to rear hookups for electric and everything else when a lot of them are moving them forward, you know, at this point. So um, that I think would be the biggest thing that whenever we pull into a site, it's the first thing we look at. We're like, okay, where am I putting, where do I have to back up to and all of that? Um, what we love about it is the, the ability to get away, right? Like, so we do live on the road, so we do live in the parks, you know, every week, but there's so much to explore within the parks and outside of them that, you know, we never would have explored if we were just vacationing in a hotel, right? So we can go to multiple different areas within a region, stay at those parks and then go out and explore from there. So like, that's been the most fun um, that, that we've had. Um, and a lot of the parks have great amenities. When we're at now, they're doing yoga and all these other things. And we're able to bring our kids to that and, and they have a blast doing those things. That's awesome. Are you homeschooling your kids? The road school for 12 years. So she has that all down. Um, oh yeah, so, that's right. That's right. Yep. You've got a built-in school. <laughs> I did. Yes. So that was a lot of people. That's the biggest hurdle is like, how am I going to teach yeah. my kids? She did it for 12 years with fifth graders. So, you know, she has a lot of experience in that. That's great. And I can, I can vouch for, I mean, I know a lot of people talk about, you know, how do you just uproot your kids like that? But for the most part, you're giving your kids an experience that they'll never forget um, Mm -hmm. being able to see all of the things in the country. And, you know, I know even before we started traveling, like you have expectations of what things are for everybody in the whole U.S. You think you're in the same country. You could go five states away and the world looks completely different. I mean, um, you I could go 20 miles away and it looks yeah, completely exactly. different. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, that was my first uh, time ever going out west, you know, with altitude, with mountains and um, going to California. I never realized how much I love trees and rain. Um, so it's an amazing journey to be able to just see the rest of our country, you know? So how many States have you conquered? Do you keep track? Yes. I don't know off the top of my head. I want to say it's like 17, 
maybe it's 20. I, I can't remember the exact number, but that was, so when we started the business, because my wife was a teacher, the first summer we went, we were gone for like 55 days and I think we hit seven states. Um, and so like, that was the first time too, during that trip, like my wife had been across the Mississippi river, right? So she'd never really had that experience where I had traveled for work a little bit, but like, that was so much fun going through and seeing all the different States. And the biggest difference for us is I was used to flying in for work and then flying back out. And now, you know, when we were in Alabama, we spent an entire month in Alabama, right? So we got to understand that a little bit more than your quick in, quick out. And we were in vacation destinations. So everything you said, it's like you can see the little differences in culture, in how people act and all of those little things across the state, which is so different from us where we're used to being from Ohio. Um, So, but yeah, I think we've covered like 17 to 20 states so far. And we'll check off a few more as we go out to Texas. Nice. Well, I, I know I ask Zach all the time. I'll be like, you remember the time we went wherever we went to this museum or whatever. And honestly, he does not remember any of it, but he does remember most all the camping trip destinations, (laughs) but he doesn't remember going to a local museum or a local park or things like that. But he remembers going to Yellowstone and Grand Tetons and all those places. Some of so. the best memories I have are from just from all the camping sites that we've been to and all the places around. Yeah. 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 So it's a, a old, fun she, journey to be on. Yep. She recalls various things that I don't even remember about places we were last <laughs> year. And it's like, how do you remember that? But it's amazing to see her at eight years old. Like she has a significantly better geographic understanding than I did at eight, you know? Um, So it's a lot of fun to see, you know, them and my other two daughters absorbing so much as we're traveling around. That's awesome. Cool. Well, I think, did we cover it all? What else did we miss? Anything else you want our, our listeners to know? (laughs) That's the, that's the biggest thing. Like, Um, we're expanding and growing right now. Um, so we're taking on a whole lot more clients and the biggest, the biggest thing is like, get started because as more investors and more, um, parks are bought up, people are starting to invest into these amenities and they're spending tons and tons of money on marketing to take the parks that we've talked to that say, you know, we're content, we're always full. Well, there's people coming in that are trying to pull those people away, right? So the better that you can get in front of your customers, start attracting new ones um, and continue that, you know, pipeline of guests wanting to stay with you, the better off you're going to be in the long term, right? So as the industry continues to change, um, keeping up with all of that is going to be very key for these parks who may not have had to market in the past. Um, So I think we're really coming into a point where, that's going to be extremely important specifically for the smaller um, family owned parks where they may not be used to doing that or having somebody that does their social media and their marketing campaigns and all of those things. So I think the biggest thing is start now with all of that, you know, get going, get ahead of the curve and don't wait until you're forced to do that, you know, down the road. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, where can people find you? You know, if they want to, find you on social media or website or want to reach out to you how can they do that thing is we're on facebook and instagram at campsite 360 
anybody's on LinkedIn, I'm on there all the time. Uh, and then campsite360.com is our website. That's got all of our contact info and everything on there if anybody's interested or wants to learn more. All right. Well, I will just say that we are Campground Compass on any platform. So anybody who wants to find us, you can just search Campground Compass on any platform, uh, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, all of the platforms. And uh, as well, you can check out the show notes for this podcast or any other information at campgroundcompasspodcast.com. And that's a wrap. We will see y'all next week for another episode. Thank you. See ya. Thank you for listening to Campground Compass. I'm so glad you joined us. Check out the show notes and more of our seasoned advice at campgroundcompasspodcast.com. While you're there, be sure to explore the archives for previous episodes. And if you never want to miss a single audio adventure in four-season business growth, subscribe to this podcast here and on YouTube. If you like what you're hearing, please consider leaving us a positive review on iTunes. It would be very much appreciated. Friends on social media, check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Campground Compass. Until next time, stay savvy.